0: Coming live from Denver, Colorado, USA, is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have famous podcaster Lindsay McMahon, co host of All Years Podcast, English All Years English Podcast. And she has also built a multiple six-figure online education business in language training with a podcast as a marketing channel. So we'll be talking about all that. Welcome to the show, Lindsay.
1: Thank you, AJ. I'm excited to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And it's a great pleasure to have you on the show. Your podcast is downloaded 8 million times per month globally and has been ranked in best of Apple podcast categories in 2018, 19, as well as number one in U.S. education language courses. And Lindsay and her podcast have been featured in Podcast Magazine, Forbes, and Language uh, Language Magazine. So that makes it much more people know will know now why they have to listen to you carefully. So that because it's very profitable. listening. <laughs> so straightway to the uh, to the point of you know how one can build a good business online with the help of marketing as a mark as podcast marketing or marketing uh, marketing channel as such if you can call that so firstly mm-hmm. uh, how do you see so you are a famous podcaster yes. and so and people know a bit about podcast but if you tell them uh, different coaches and as well as you know businesses small businesses especially what would you tell them why podcasting is important how it can value add to their businesses? Mm.
1: I think it's all about the person you're going to reach when you start a podcast. It's a different audience than a YouTube audience, a different audience than a social media audience. This audience is, you know, they are well educated. They usually are quite busy. And so they're consuming your podcast in a way that it fits into your daily life, which I love that. I mean, I listen to podcasts when I'm walking my dog, I'm in the park, I'm driving somewhere That means with a podcast, we can fit into their lives in a way that we can't with YouTube or social media. So that's the first thing. And uh, podcast listeners, as I said, tend to be quite enthusiastic, quite loyal to their hosts. So I think because podcasting is very intimate, it's in our ears. I would argue it's more intimate between the host and the listener than it is on video. We can really touch our listeners and they can become really excited about our shows, addicted to our shows, and we can influence them and help them along their way. So I think it's a very influential medium. It's not flashy like social media is, but it's powerful.
0: Right. It's powerful. And it becomes more powerful when you actually start knowing the right ways to use it. And you have used it to build a, uh, a big business, online education business, as I've said before. Uh, yes. But one thing very interesting that I see in your podcast and your business is that uh, your podcast is all ears. English is is the new fun and new and fun way to learn American English. And then you have uh, translated all that understanding of podcasts into a building uh, uh, an online business. How did this work out? You are not a business podcast as yeah. such. And, yeah. and, you know, that shift seems very empowering for a lot of people and very informative, inspiring for a lot of people who would want to use a podcast as a big marketing tool. So tell us about this. When did you come to know that you can build a business around this and you are uh, you are actually sitting pretty where you are at the moment?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question, uh, AJ. So what I would say is the most powerful thing to build a successful business is not being a business builder. Originally, it's understanding one thing. That one thing is your market, your audience, your problem you're solving. We know that the problem we're solving is english language skills for international professionals and i entered this podcast business i built this business already having you know 10 to 10 years of experience traveling the world teaching english as a second language in japan in buenos aires argentina in guatemala in new york city and in boston i had worked with hundreds of students already i knew the problems in my industry I knew why traditional classrooms were not working for adult international professionals, global professionals. That style didn't work. So when I started my podcast, I didn't know much about marketing. I didn't have an MBA, but I knew the problem and I had an idea of how I was going to solve it, how our podcast was going to take a different approach. And that is, I would argue, way way more valuable than having an mba because now that i have a pnl i can have people help me build my pnl as i move into my business as my business gets bigger yes i need to fill in the gaps and that's done through reading taking online courses hiring people that can run pivot tables and run spreadsheets for me right i can fill in the gaps later but i have to get my start knowing my market so that's that's how i would answer your question aj
0: okay okay so uh basically you knew that there is a market for uh, learning the things that you are talking in your podcast
1: yeah and i knew that i of course i knew there was a market i knew there was a huge there's a huge huge worldwide market of adults who need to learn english for business or just english in general for communication who are immigrating But I also knew there was a problem in that market. And the problem was the methods that were being used were not working. Traditional methods of textbooks and classrooms. And so I already had an intuition about how our business was going to be different. And that's really all you need. You don't need an MBA. (laughs) You know, you don't need to be a business builder. You need to understand. And you also need empathy for your target customer your listener. I think about my listeners all the time. I have deep empathy for them, what it feels like to be living in the U.S. Maybe you're from Japan or India or anywhere and you're living in the U.S. and you just can't connect in a business context or in with your neighbors. That's painful, right? And I have empathy. I want to solve that problem for them.
0: You have put that very well, Lindsay. And in fact, uh, you know, a lot of people will also be able to understand. And this word empathy, as I see it, it's getting diminished in all areas of our lives um, as we go by. Even the word is not coming that much often. So it's nice to at least uh, listening from you, this word, a couple of times, more than a couple of times onto a podcast like that. And I know you actually mean it. That's why you have been able to build up a business like yours. But for general people, there are two ways let's look at it somebody who is uh, wanting to start an online business so what should they become a podcaster first or they how do they use those tools that podcasting offers how do they work? and second thing is that a lot of people who are podcasters nowadays and so many are trying to monetize it monetizing is a big issue it's it's a challenge for the podcasting community, but uh, they many are not able to look at their strengths the way that you have looked at. And I'm sure in whatever way things that they are talking, there is some gap down there, some solution that they can offer in that market. So what would you tell these two segments of people how to use podcasting To the maximum you know utilize bring out all the benefits and use it for their growth for their business and actually solve problems for themselves
1: well so to answer your first question i would say that if you know what business you want to start the question is should they start a podcast you know i would ask myself the first question would be is my audience there do they listen to podcasts right it's not the whole world that listens to a podcast it's not mainstream yet it is becoming more and more mainstream in the u.s but internationally it's still in the upswing so does my audience actually listen so look at the demographics of Mm -hmm. podcast listeners in your country are they actually there they might not be there if they're not there are they on youtube in that case you should start a youtube channel and then the second question is you know Can I, does, do I like podcasting, right? So that's the other important piece. I personally, we have a YouTube channel, yes, but I prefer the podcast. (laughs) I prefer our podcast. I like audio. I'm not really a video person. And I get really bored if I just have to be in front of a camera by myself. I need you, AJ. I need our connection, back and forth conversation. So yeah. how do you express yourself best? Some people express their self, you know, in a, a more uh, visual way through Instagram. Maybe you like to make amazing, beautiful posts on Instagram, or maybe you're more into forums on LinkedIn. And that's where you can spread your message for us. Podcasting is just the right medium for the way we like to communicate. So it's those right. two questions. Is my audience in the podcasting world and do I communicate well through a podcast? Or would I be better on a video or on TikTok, right?
0: Right, and and for a podcaster, how do they know that they can, you know, actually start and creating value for themselves by, you know, bringing the same stuff to their audience through a course or any other method, rather than looking at, you know, at waiting for some advertising money uh-huh. or in terms of merchant uh, merchandising, selling some merchandise for somewhere uh, someone else that's a totally different way and perhaps not a great way at looking at their podcast if they are able to solve a problem like yeah. you did you created something much much valuable than what, yeah uh, yeah other doing.
1: well i think the first i would never start i wouldn't you know as a brand new podcast i don't recommend starting and saying i'm going to monetize through ads because you do need a critical number of downloads i i don't know the exact number i think it's between 10,000 and 30,000 downloads a month possibly more to really truly start to talk to sponsors start to get ads so that is not your first goal right i think your currency in the first year is actually not even related to money at all so you need to be able to start something where you don't have to make money right away Your currency in the first few months is emails, email exchange. So you need to build your email list. That is the value. And in exchange, it's not about asking, what can I get? It's about giving. You need to give, 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 and just give as much as you can to this audience. And yes, ask for the email by creating some kind of a smart lead magnet. Uh, We offer quizzes, which is a great way to engage our listeners a little deeper than the podcast get them more involved in our email list and offer them courses eventually or other ways to engage with us. But in the beginning, it's just you're giving, you're surveying your audience to understand what they would want and you're getting emails on your email list, collecting that and then maybe you can start offering small products. But it's It's a long road. Right. This is not something where I would say I'm going to have ads within three months. No way. No way. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. So somebody who has Suppose if they want to uh, expand their business, online business, if they are uh, there and use podcasting, yes. how do they do that? Okay. Because so, uh, mm-hmm. from your example, if you can, you know, go a bit back uh, in, in time and explain that, how did you use podcast as a marketing channel so that yes. even if others they are not getting into podcasting, they can, you know, use that tool much better and those podcasters who are into podcasting already can take their understanding further to know exactly how better they can market their uh, strongest point and create something much more bigger and better for them and not to worry about them not need to worry about monetization
1: yeah there's a lot we can do it depends on what kind of business we're trying to build so are you trying to build a coaching business where you are charging a thousand dollars plus for packages, high-end one-to-one coaching? In that case, you're not you're not building a scalable company, right? You're building, and that's great, that's fine if you love that. So you don't need a thousand customers, you need 10 high quality customers that will continue to renew with you. So that kind of person is doing something like building their reputation through their podcast. They may be trying to parlay into speaking gigs, presentations at conferences. So their podcast becomes more of a business card where they're showing off their expertise to get something else like a speaking gig or having live events where they will then invite the attendees into coaching programs, right? That's kind of the more one-on-one cons- consultant business. If you're looking to build a more ed- online education company, which is kind of more in the direction of where we've gone, then you are using. You are going to go ahead and focus on you know any opt-ins, lead magnets, like I mentioned, quizzes, uh, okay. free video courses. You're going to engage them, uh, your listeners, onto your email list, and then you're going to build you know, online courses. So online courses are, you know, the market is becoming very flooded, but it does depend on what industry you're in, of course. So this is a great way to build a course, continue to update it, but you don't have to necessarily offer your time in exchange for money. You're able to scale up your company a bit more. Does that make sense? So there's it just depends on what Mm -hmm. you want to do. So first, first question, ask yourself, what kind of business am I building with my podcast?
0: Right. So how do you differentiate? Should you consider your podcast as a business and as a marketing channel at the same time? How does it work? How do you segment your mind uh, at, at the same time being a podcaster?
1: So it depends on, so I think of it as a couple of different options. You're either kind of building a media company. And that would be the model where you're engaging more with sponsors, with advertisements, and you are focusing on building that top of the funnel, which is the audience, right? It's the numbers of your podcast. That's more of a media company in my mind. And you're putting more energy just into the podcast itself. You're trying less to move your listeners into a funnel and into a course versus the other model is more of an education company, right? Or kind of an information products company, this would be scalable, but in that case, your podcast is purely a marketing channel for the eventual education that you wanna offer to your audience. And then you're building out your education ecosystem. It's not just one course, it's multiple courses or products, right? So that you can continue to engage them in the long term and help them achieve their goals, right? So those are kinda two, that's the way I see and then there's also the higher-end coaching option, which is kind of a third third way. But I see kind of those three buckets as, but you just need to know what you want to do. You can do all three of these things. You can even do them all at the same time, in theory. Uh, but it's good right. to be clear on, on, on what the podcast is for.
0: Right. So if podcast itself is a marketing channel and you are using it for yourself, suppose, what about the third parties, outside parties, businesses, i'm not talking about advertising here
1: mm-hmm.
0: businesses who can tie up with you and actually use your marketing channel yeah you know to rent your audience I mean, it's a very crude way i see it mm. but to actually utilize the way the utilize your uh, channel to reach the right people with, who are also their potential customers so how okay. do you engage with them how does that discussion work out? Because they are great uh, people who understand money, market and marketing. And mm-hmm. here you are just a creator. So there is a mismatch right. of abilities in terms of negotiations that about <laughs> money, the commerce, commercial part of it. So what yeah. would you tell uh, the naive podcaster here?
1: Well, it sounds like you are talking about sponsorship, right? So you're talking about partnering with a big company who wants to essentially get the attention of your audience, right? So that's kind of a, that's a sponsorship. There's also the route of affiliate deals, which I don't really like affiliate deals. And the reason for that is, you know, many times what you're giving an advertiser or a sponsor is two or three things, brand awareness, brand reputation, transference of emotional, like excitedness around the brand. If I, my audience is excited, they love my show. And then if I mention a brand, there's transference that happens onto that brand that you can't put a number on that. You know, if they don't go to that coupon code, type it in, that's that's you know, that's just not a fair deal, I think, for the podcaster. Right. You're giving that brand so much more than just a coupon code entry and a you know a direct response purchase. Okay. So I don't love affiliate deals. Maybe when you're getting started, you could do that. So your question is is your question about partnerships kind of partnering with big yes, brands? Par- yeah.
0: Partnerships, yes. Yeah, where you where actually get some sort of a good commercial deal. Yeah. You're only selling your, your time. You are only selling your effort, your energies that mm-hmm. you are putting onto the show, and not actually selling your podcast in terms of the quality of content that you are producing. And if at all you are endorsing anything, then you, that's the time you put in the disclaimer that this is this is a part, this is a different sort of a deal.
1: Right. So you're saying that you're going over and partnering with them. You're not necessarily bringing your audience. So I'm a little confused by your question. Yeah. So no, let's no, no, imagine. No, no. Yeah. Your
0: audience is already there. That's okay. why somebody else from uh-huh. outside is coming. Uh-huh.
1: So you're bringing a brand onto your podcast, for example. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, yes. right. So we've done this before. You have to be careful with this. You have to make sure that this makes right. sense for your audience. The number one most important thing is always your listeners. Right. And if you go this route, you're going to ask yourself this question every day. Is this good for my listeners? You know, be careful with your audience. Take care of them. Right? They take care of you, you take care of them. Right. So we've done things. For example, we have done custom sponsored interviews where we will invite a CEO of a company that we have partnered with, if it makes sense. And we'll have that CEO come on and tell their story around the narrative that then ties in with the brand and ties in with maybe the product, but it's not all about the product. So no one's going to come on my show and do a 15 minute commercial right i'm not going to let that happen i want to know that ceo's history i want to know about a challenge they had in their lives that ties in with what what they created eventually that's how we make that work at the same time i've done some co-hosted webinars with brands where with them we make an outline for the content we make the slides and then we present it together alongside each other so i bring my okay. audience they bring theirs
0: okay. and
1: you know that becomes kind of a co-promotion thing these are two okay. models mm-hmm.
0: okay Okay, and do you declare that there is money involved? What about the disclaimer? How does the audience understand mm-hmm. that this is not pure regular show that you yeah. do? And mm-hmm. this is something where you know where you are in a way endorsing something.
1: Yeah. So, you know, as much as possible, we try to remember to make that announcement. We let them know that they're also their company is sponsoring us, you know, this month, for example. And we've invited them on the show for this special episode to kick off this sponsorship. Um, So we try to be as upfront as we can. Uh, We try to do that in our ads as well. Right. So just to announce, hey, this company is sponsored, sponsoring All There's English this month. And then we talk about the brand. So yeah, as much as you can, you really don't, you don't have to overemphasize it. You don't have to right. say it five times. You say it once when you introduce the guest, right? Um, at the same time, we also have CEOs on from companies that are not sponsoring us at all. It's just a nice exchange where I That's think funny. they're, I think they're interesting and I'll invite them on because I think they right. have something to share. So yeah. in in my mind, ideally, we don't want to feel much difference between those two types of interviews, Right. We want to feel that it's all content that's going to serve our audience.
0: Right. Right. Now my one more question around this is the vision part. Like you might be having a vision. You are doing very well. You have got great number of downloads. You have a company which is running uh, an online business, which is doing very good. Where does your vision, how do you keep, you know, watering your vision? And your vision Mm -hmm. can change. So to understand from you, where do you want to go? And why are you looking at going there? What is your vision? That is going to give some understanding for others also. Because when success is there, you sometimes, you know, your vision may just get blurred. That's why that becomes more important. What's yours?
1: My original vision, the most important vision comes back to I want the message of all Ears English. And by the way, our message is connection, not perfection. So our style, our method of edutainment, we want to reach billions of people around the world. So whether we do that through YouTube or podcasting or TikTok or whatever it is, I don't really care. Ultimately, I want to reach billions of adult English language learners who you know, their lives depend on having a career where their English is dependent on that career, right? So they need to succeed. English matters for them. I want to help them. That's number one. Second layer is I love podcasting. My team loves podcasting. By the way, this is not just me. I have a team of other podcasters and we would never be here. You know, Michelle and I and Aubrey and I on the right. podcast, Jessica over on our IELTS Energy podcast. We couldn't do it alone.
0: And Michelle we, is from Boston. You do it from New York City.
1: So- Michelle is from New York City. Michelle does it from New York City. I'm now in Colorado. I used to be in Boston, so we move around. (laughs) So it depends on which episode you're listening to. You hear where we're from, but we do want to build out our podcast offering. So we want to build out new podcasts to serve different people. We just launched a new podcast called Business English from All Ears English. So if your listeners go and hit search, they can find they type in All Ears English they will find three podcasts. Number one is All Ears English, the big podcast, 8 million downloads a month. Number two is Business English, just for those career professionals who need English for their work. And number three is the IELTS Energy podcast, which is for anyone taking the IELTS exam. Maybe you've heard of that exam, AJ, for immigration or for education abroad. So we want to build out more podcasts in our network. We want to have a network based on edutainment education entertainment for the global for global people for people who think internationally not just within our own countries in a whole our whole world together connection yes
0: nice to know about your uh vision actually you know uh, because lindsay because you see if i if i see it then it's it's the vision of a teacher
1: yeah i think it is at the core i mean i'm still a teacher in my heart and I can build a business because I can fill in the gaps, right? And that's the message for your audience. I think at our core, we need to, coming back to what we said in the beginning, AJ, we have to have that empathy for our student, our listener, our audience, and understand the problem, understand how we solve it differently. And then we fill in the gaps. We read the business books. We attend the seminars. We learn how to run the formulas. Right? But we have to know our audience.
0: Right, right. It's, it's nice to know teaching is such a, nice noble profession nice yeah. noble work and if podcasting can take you to where you actually wanted to be to be doing what you actually wanted to do except that you have used other tools present in your time that's as uh, that that is as wonderful and beautiful that can happen to anybody so very very nice to learn that and also to understand that there will be a lot of people who will understand i uh, get to learn so much on that and especially this business English thing. Uh, It it, it sounds very exciting. How do you manage this? Because, uh, as you said, uh, I don't know how much from a business background you both are, but how do you manage the teaching, the business English part to the audience? Well, some of the things that we have done
1: is we actually invite a lot of people on for interviews. We actually built an entire, as we talked about online courses a few years ago, we built a course on business English. And what we did is we surveyed 100 people we knew who are active in the corporate world, Silicon Valley, health tech, education, technology, all these different areas, law, right, accounting. We surveyed them and we said, what are the words that you use every day at work? Give us the words. So in that case, the, one of the problems in my industry, which is what we're trying to solve, ESL, ELL, is that we go to the textbook. Even the teachers go to the list. There are many, many lists online, right? Those are not the real words that are used out in the business world. Those are the words that ESL teachers are teaching. And they are not necessarily business professionals. So we wanted to get the real words. So in that same tradition, we also interviewed Professionals in the course, so we invited them into the course, and we said, "Hey, let's have a 10-minute interview. We're gonna, we're gonna have some value on writing emails, giving presentations in English, attending meetings in English, talking to your boss, giving feedback to your uh, subordinates." Right? We cover all these topics, but we cover it through the information from the people doing the work, not necessarily from us. Then we have our opinions, our unique angles. I have a lot of opinions on business as an entrepreneur. Right. Uh, this is business too. And so we bring all that together. That's what we put into the podcast and our courses on business English.
0: Right, right. So, just for, for my understanding, maybe this whole world, you know, there's a lot of use of British English, Prince English, you know, yes. and you talk more about American English. Yes. As there's, people have their own ways of li- looking at both the things. You have the option on the on your laptop, computers to choose which one you like i sometimes tend to choose both of them coming from yeah. a from india we generally have grown up learning about queen's english so yeah. in terms of people learning from you people does this question come up and if uh, because there's a huge number of population who still how do you uh, bring the those two uh, different sort of english together and make sure that uh, everybody is comfortable around
1: yeah, it's a great question. So, yes, we most yeah, you know, 85% of what we teach is American English because we're all from the US. And that's that's our style. We're gonna teach American slang, American pronunciation. But if you go to our podcast, you're gonna find, gosh, probably at least 15, 10 to 15 or more guest episodes where we've interviewed our business friends, our friends from with who speak British English. So uh, some of my favorite uh, podcasters, Jack Askew, um, Luke from Luke's English Podcast. We have friends that speak Australian English, British English who have their own podcasts and their own brands and we collaborate with everyone. We know everyone in our industry. We love them all and we invite them on and we compare American English and British English, American English and Australian English, New Zealand English, or we compare all these things together. And eventually, if we decide to build a course in British English, we can we can bring on to our team a teacher of British English and we can fill in the gaps that way. But yeah, we 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 do feature guests using British English, but our main focus is American English and American business
0: culture. Right. Right. Great. Great to learn about all these aspects of, you know, learning English about building a business about around teaching English to the world so how do people reach your podcast how do people connect with you how do businesses connect with you and gain as much as collaborate with you interviews do interviews with you how does that work how yeah. what, what ways they can connect
1: that's a good question so our website is allearsenglish.com so allearsenglish.com Now, if people are listening to this on a podcast in their favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all they have to do is hit the search bar right now, type in All Ears English, and you're going to find those three shows. Subscribe to all three or subscribe to All Ears English, the big show. Subscribe to Business English, just hit follow on these two shows. And if you're taking IELTS, subscribe to IELTS Energy. And if anyone wants to send me a direct email, I'll go ahead and let your listeners know what my email address is. Is that okay, AJ?
0: Yeah, perfectly all right. Great. Okay, so my Great. email Thank is... You. Okay. <laughs> yeah, carry on, carry on, carry on. Okay, my right.
1: email is lindsay at earsenglish.com. So l-i-n-d-s-a-y at earsenglish.com.
0: Right, right. If you, if you tell me, I can also add the same to the YouTube description so that people can... Easily
1: reach. Yeah, and we have a channel on YouTube also. So if they're listening in YouTube here, they can easily just type all ears English in the search bar in YouTube and find our channel. So
0: perfectly, perfectly all right. Great. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for your time for giving us this great lesson in not just about English, business English, but also how to use podcasting as a marketing channel and increase make your life better. Either you are a business or a podcaster. Thank you. Happy to help.
1: Thank you, AJ. Great to talk to you today.